Hey, this is Kari Payton. I'm Cyborg from Teen Titans and Injustice and Injustice 2. And Ezekiel from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to The Night Nerd. So keep listening. Also, booyah! Because I'm schizophrenic. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Tuesday, so we're going to talk some TV and movies. I forgot what day it was there for a moment. That that happens a lot lately. Oh, well. So, this week, we're keeping the music train going after all the fun we had last week. And we're looking at musicals and things. Um, we talked about some music games, which I forgot, I was reminded and told in a mostly nice way, I forgot to talk about Space Channel 5. I was talking about all the great Sega music games and I did not mention Space Channel 5 and I'm sorry. So, Chris, there you go. Space Channel 5. Okay. Today, we're going to look at musicals uh, as far as movies and a little bit about their history, some of the bigger ones that there have been, their different eras they've had, and all the really interesting things about them. You know, we're and we'll get to this a little more in depth in a little bit, but right now we're kind of in a second golden age or a new age or a new era of musicals, and I think that's kind of cool. Like I, I don't hate musicals; I enjoy them a lot actually. But they have a long history with film. Now, obviously, they went around uh, the very first because. Music, you know, films didn't have sound. They were silent films. But going back as far as like 1923 to 26, they made these little short musical films that would have bands and stuff, and it was synchronized with a soundtrack. So even though the film itself didn't really have the music, you played it with the music, and that's how it how it worked and um you didn't get a whole lot of dialogue just because it was harder to record dialogue then and then in 1927 you had the jazz singer with al jolson now this is a movie i think everybody should watch um there's some controversy as to whether or not it's the first feature length talking uh, because it, it doesn't really have a lot of talking in it like I said there's only a little bit of speaking in it but it does have some musical numbers and that's what where it comes in so the first there's air quotes around that talkie is actually a musical and I think that's cool you know when you think about modern film and where we are now and everything that would be you know, if you were to say, okay, the first sci-fi movie was, the first Western was a musical. No, it, but it even transcends that. The first talkie was a musical, and it changed the game. There's all sorts of great stories from the first time that they showed this film about how all the actors of the time, all the silent film stars, just were shocked, and they knew that everything was changing. And it was because in this time, you know, once that hit, you just 
kept going. Um, Jolson was in another movie the next year called The Singing Fool, which made money. I mean, these were the movies that revitalized film. I mean, film didn't wasn't really on the down at this time, but when film first started, you know, it was so novel and crazy. And we've talked about the rumors of people passing out because trains were coming at home or running out of the theater. You know, this helped put that magic back into the movies. And it just didn't stop. I mean, really, all through the 30s up until like the early 50s was just amazing. You had uh, the Broadway Melody in 1929. That is a, a big musical, one of the first, like, really, not just successful, but uh, more than just a musical. Like, it, it was past the cool factor um, of, oh, hey, look, we have songs, to actually having a plot and being a story. to So much so to the point that it actually won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1929. So the second movie ever to win that award in 1928 was the first one math it's hard but the second movie to ever win best picture at the academy was a musical and over the years we'll look at a couple and there have been a few other musicals that have won but not not as many as back then um another big milestone was the desert song so this was almost operatic you know they were trying more than just the kind of poppy songs of the day and big scrolling things and it had technicolor um everything but really the first all color all talking musical was 1929 called on with the show and it did uh, it did well you know because it was something new and everything but in the in the 30s you had just one right after another i mean song of the flame road song uh, whoopee the vagabond king sally uh, kiss me again just people wanted to see them there was more than 100 musical films made in 1930 alone uh, they i guess they kind of ran out of ideas because the next year there was only 14 but even then at that time in hollywood 14 movies in one year was was a lot um you know they weren't the machine that they are now with so many different studios you didn't have all the indie studios so 14 was still really really good and then in 1933 it kicked back up again thanks to busby berkeley who was a choreographer but also a director and the way he approached dance was Yes, it was dance, it was based on dance, but it was also based on drills and stuff that they do in the military, because he had been a soldier in World War One. So, again, you have something that the people of the time can really relate to, and it's a very bold and unique style, and people just loved it. And now that music is an established genre, you know, it's not just a flash in the pan people enjoy it it's telling stories the next step is stars you know we we see western stars sci-fi stars today things like that but this is where you get like fred astaire ginger rogers i mean you put those two in a movie 
which they did all the time, it was going to be great. Um, top hat, swing time, shall we dance? That's where they really got their start. You also had James Cagney, who I'm going to say is the best actor out of all of the music stars of the day. Fred Astaire is probably the best dancer, but James Cagney is still an amazing dancer and amazing singer. Fred Astaire is still an amazing singer, an amazing actor, but James Cagney was probably the best one. I mean, he won an Oscar for Yankee Doodle Dandy, which he got to sing, he got to dance, he got to act, and it was a really big milestone because, you know, being, you know, like I said, the reason, okay, so the reason I think he's the best actor is because he did more than musicals. He was really, for a long time, kind of the, the tough guy, the mobster, gangster, Scarface type guy. And then he shows up in Yankee Doodle Dandy singing and dancing. And uh, just think of like when Robert De Niro showed up and analyzed this, but add singing and dancing. And that's kind of what it was. So it was, it was really neat. Uh, the Marx Brothers at the time always made sure they had dancing and songs in theirs. The vaudeville people made a great leap to the big screen. People like Bob Hope, W.C. Fields, um, Kirsten Flagstad, Shep Fields, Tito Geyser, a lot of, lot of people making that, that jump, which is really, really cool. You know, you always like to see people succeed into another another place, especially like when what they do, because Vaudeville was all but dead, thanks to film. So they were able to make the jump. Then in the 40s and stuff, you had MGM just say, here we go. Let's, let's try something new. Let's take musicals and make them more relevant and stuff. And this is when you get Meet Me in St. Louis, Easter Parade, St. Louis, sorry. In the show, they say, Meet Me in St. Louis. Uh, Easter Parade, On the Town, American Paris, The Bandwagon, Gigi, Singing in the Rain, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, all of these. I mean, High Society, so many amazing, amazing things from that time. And you saw the next wave of stars. I mean, everybody else was still around, but this is when you get Judy Garland, Gene Kelly, uh, Ann Miller, Donald O'Connor, Mickey Rooney, Jane Powell, uh, Catherine Grayson, everything. I mean, Fred Astaire had retired, but because this new wave was so good and so amazing and so much fun, he came out of retirement to do Easter Parade and had so much fun. He just he stayed. It was a permanent comeback. It wasn't like a one and done thing. And everybody kind of saw what MGM was doing. So they were like, all right, let's. Let's do our own things. And this is where you get a lot of adaptations, like Rogers and Hammerstein's adaptations. You get Oklahoma, The King and I, Carousel, South Pacific. Uh, most of those were at Fox. And then Paramount did like White Christmas and Funny Face. Uh, Warner Brothers was doing Calamity Jane. A Star is Born. That movie has been made. We talked about it a few months ago. It's been made five times at this point, most recently with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Uh, Doris Day is coming into the picture around now. She's doing amazing, amazing stuff. Then you get into the 60s, and the 60s for film 
were a different age. You had a lot of stuff um, really get critical and box office success. So they were making good movies that people wanted to go see. So West Side Story, The Music Man, Bye Bye Birdie, My Fair Lady, Mary Poppins, Sound of Music, um, Thoroughly Modern Millie, Oliver, Funny Girl. You know, you just really got to see all uh, star everything kind of just keep going and branch out into these like Oscar winning things. I mean, Camelot, which my grandfather loves. I, I didn't know about Camelot. It's like one of my granddad's favorite movies. And now I know the song and everything. Then in the 70s, you know, you get that kind of, I mean, the 60s was counterculture, but 70s was rebelling a little more. So this is where you get Jesus Christ Superstar, Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, Grease, Lady Sings the Blues, all that jazz, Bugsy Malone, you know, weird kind of little bit different things. Ben Nobs and Broomsticks, and which, funny enough, won for visual effects at the Academy Awards. But you, you know, I know I haven't mentioned the animation a lot because there's just there's so much you know walt disney really set the stage with snow white and the seven dwarfs which he got an honorary academy award at the 11th academy awards for it and ever since then you know every disney movie has songs in it so they've helped perpetuate that the downside of that is it kind of puts musicals in that oh it's a kids movie it's got songs and stuff in it but all these other ones we've talked about they're not i mean people die i mean west side story go watch west side story and tell me that's a kids movie it's it's not you know they can both stand their ground just like we talked about different subgenres of music games musical films have different things in there as well uh by the time you get to 80s broadway is doing well, so let's adapt a bunch of those. And you get like Xanadu, uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, Chorus Line. Let's see, we, we already talked about, uh, no, we talked about Rocky Horror Picture. Uh, we get Little Shop of Horrors around here, Labyrinth. Uh, every Can't Stop the Music, stuff like that, the producers. And it, it does okay. 90s, you saw a little bit of a dip where really only animated films were the ones doing the musics, the music number, the musics, that doesn't make sense. The musical numbers to the point where like Beauty and the Beast and stuff were nominated for Academy Awards. You know, they had to remake the Academy Awards after all these movies, these animated movies were so great. They're like, okay, well, we're going to give them their own thing. Well, now where we're at now, uh, you talked about the golden age, a new golden age, a new musical era. And to get there, though, it was that few quantity or quality over quantity was what we had with stuff like Moulin Rouge, Chicago, and then uh, Sweeney Todd, Les Mis. And you got into the biopics, stuff like Walk the Line and Ray and Dreamgirls and everything. Jukebox musicals became a big thing. What a jukebox musical is, is it's based on on a particular artist catalog and kind of tells a story and puts the songs in there to to line up with it so 
Mamma Mia, Rock of Ages, Across the Universe. Uh, we mentioned Moulin Rouge, Idlewild, which I think is a criminally underrated movie. If you like Outcast, watch it. Even if you don't like Outcast, watch it. It's wonderful. I still own it on DVD because I, I can't find it on Blu-ray. Uh, most recently, we had Yesterday, which if you go back to uh gosh last summer i guess when that movie came out we talked about it a lot and talked about the beatles and stuff and you get all these and then you get movies like la la land coming in which la la land was really uh, a movie that just killed it you know it got 14 nominations at the academy awards which is ties for the most you know titanic and la la land and all about eve have the same number of nominations and it won uh one two three four five six of those so almost half that's that's pretty good and i i think you know you see just more and more uh musics musicals coming out you know we mentioned the biopics well bohemian rhapsody the dirt rocket man straight out of compton greatest showman all of those the Jersey Boys, Love and Mercy, you know, they do that blend of history and music. And I think that that is something because you know, music makes you feel something. Music makes you think something. And so if you can tie it to a story, especially a story you kind of know, like, oh, yeah, I, I know who N.W.A. is. I know who Elton John is. It, it makes for kind of easier storytelling and stuff. And you're able to have a little more fun, a little more create, uh, creative freedom with it. And I think that's really cool. So I hope that musicals aren't going anywhere. I don't think they are. I mean, like I said, I think we're in a new age, a new rebirth, renaissance, whatever you want to call it, of musicals. And we're going to see more and more. And hopefully with that, we get more experimental musicals, kind of crazy, weird ones. Whatever we get, I'm open to it. I welcome it, and I can't wait. Let me know what's your favorite musical. You can let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. We're out there and everywhere. Just love to talk to you. Just look for The Night Nerd. Um, you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.